Welcome back to the Quiet On Set podcast. I'm your host, Duran Graf, and on today's show, I am joined by Lachlan Teeley. Hello. 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 And uh, returning for the first time in actually quite some time is Kali Kunap. How are you, how are you doing? Hello. I'm good, thank you. How are you? You good? <laughs> I'm I'm good. I assume that uh you you are pretty beat, right? You you were so so busy with work and and all the uni stuff. I'm glad to have you back. But how are you feeling? Are you up for the job to talk about Pixar today? You know what? Um, considering the fact that I've been absolutely beat up at work, this is a good like relaxing thing to do. Watching, you know, animation. It's much nicer right, than working, yeah. especially if it's. <laughs> Uh, like anything that's close to the sea, especially Italian Riviera. Oh uh, yeah, I feel like that's an automatic <laughs> right plus for alley. you. You're already kind of <laughs> into it, right? <laughs> uh, but yeah, let's give you an overview of what's coming up in the show. We got trailer discussions for quite a few uh, films. We, um, including the Suicide Squad, Annette, Halloween Kills, Sing Two, and uh, Shang Chi. We also got a review for the new Kevin Hart film, Fatherhood and Spiral from the Book of Saw, plus the Roll That Again film High and Low from legendary filmmaker Akira Kurosawa. And finally, we'll have an in-depth look at Pixar's latest Disney Plus exclusive release, Luca, later in the show. Time codes to all those things will be linked below if you want to skip around. Uh, but before we get into the main part of the show, don't forget to leave us five stars on your favorite uh, podcast listener app. It always helps us out a lot, even if you just recommend us to a friend that's maybe even better than the five stars. If you want to um, support us even further, you can join our Patreon. We got a monthly bonus show called Drunkast. Uh, we just did a recording for Space Jam. Uh, that was a lot of fun in preparation for um, a new legacy coming out in just about two weeks from now. So uh, hop on over if you are interested. Yeah, that is it. <laughs> let's move on into the show and uh, let's get into the news. So uh, let's have a look at these aforementioned trailers. There were quite a few uh, to go over. We'll see how in-depth we go uh, for each of these. But uh, first up, the one that I'm most excited about, <laughs> of course, just because Adam Driver is in it, is Annette. So what's uh, everyone's thoughts on Annette? Okay, initial thoughts. The trailer, I have no idea what the movie's going to be about, but the trailer, it looked like an artsy person's fever dream. Am I wrong? Right. No, you're <laughs> totally uh, on point. Uh, and I think we talked about it a couple of weeks already when we just got a, like a tiny little teaser mm -hmm. for it. And this is the first like full on trailer that we get that uh, I thought you're going to love this just because visually it looks really pleasing. It looks it looks really aesthetic. I mean, you know, the, uh, the aesthetics are really nice. I think you can't really say from the trailer because it's like really fast paced. Or that's what it came across to me as. And I don't, yeah, I don't like true, the yeah. fast kind of boxing through the visuals theme. You know what I mean? Right. You just, you like to, to like stay on them for a while. Enjoy that, that the one, view. That's what defines a, a good vis visual yeah. for you. <laughs> it's, it's good to know mm -hmm. because I thought just like, as soon as you got a pretty frame, Kelly's in. No. But apparently you, you can't cut away too <laughs> yeah. early. Uh, but yeah, Lachlan, what did, what did you think about Annette? Obviously, the trailer was actually, in my in my opinion, a really, really good trailer. I actually call it a great trailer because it leaves enough to the imagination right. for the story, but it kind of shows you what you're in for with, as you would say, Callie, a, 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 an artsy style. I would <laughs> say it's quirky. Um, mm. But no, I'm, I'm very excited to see what this movie is. Um, it, it definitely has caught my uh, attention. Yeah, and uh, speaking of the story, I guess I'll, I can lead. Uh, I can read the logline or uh, the synopsis for the film to give you a bit of an impression of what it's about. Because really, you, you you have no idea what it is about if you just watch that trailer. The logline reads: The story of Henry, a stand-up comedian with a fierce sense of humor, and Anne, a singer of international renown. In the spotlight, they are the perfect couple: healthy, happy, and glamorous. The birth of their first child, Annette, a mysterious girl with an exceptional destiny, will change their lives. Now that I've read that, I know nothing more about this film, <laughs> but it's still really intriguing. And we don't have to wait too long, uh, only about, uh, actually less than two months. Uh, it's coming out in cinemas August 6th, and then it will be streaming on Prime Video starting August 20th. 
And um, also something that has to be noted, uh, because there recently was a documentary on the Sparks. They are the people who are doing all the music for it. They, I think they also co-wrote or even wrote the in, entire uh, script. So that's really exciting. If you haven't checked out the, uh, the Sparks Brothers, the most recent Edgar Wright film, his actual first documentary, go check it out if it's available. It's a really um, well-made film and um, yeah let's move on to our next trailer a film that we've been talking about for a while so we won't rehash uh, a lot but uh, we got a full story trailer for The Suicide Squad coming out in cinemas and HBO Max on August 6th uh, do you guys have any any new thoughts any uh, changing thoughts on The Suicide Squad in this latest trailer seems like there's a lot of people to keep up with Seems mm -hmm. like, and then they're just gonna kill them yeah, off. Yeah, so a lot, lot, lot of characters are <laughs> gonna like, care about. Oh, what's this person? Oh, never mind, yeah. he did. Yeah, uh, I'm not gonna think. I, I, well, obviously, it's it's a superhero movie, so I don't I don't go there to feel emotionally attached. He says that even though he cried in Endgame. Um, yeah, no, uh, <laughs> I'm on. just gonna go watch this to be entertained. I guess. I guess. Yeah, yeah, I think most of the people are going to go watch it for Harley Quinn just because Margot Robbie. Uh, yeah, otherwise the trailer or the storyline, it just feels very much like a copy of the first one. Just mix some characters around, but keep the good ones. Mm -hmm. And then just, let's do the same thing again. Yeah, I mean, they, they don't even bother <laughs> to change the name a bit. It's just, it's they do the reverse, uh, the reverse, uh, the social network thing. It's like, Drop the D, uh, the D, it's the reverse thing. They just added it, and that's basically all they changed. But I mean, we're mm -hmm. still going to see it, um, and hopefully, it will be a lot of fun. James Gunn has been making fun movies, so uh, mm -hmm. no reason to believe that this one won't be fun. Um, what is fun is uh, the Halloween franchise. <laughs> I don't know if anyone, <laughs> Halloween, it's fun, you know, dressing up. <laughs> Murder, it's fun. Uh, no, it, <laughs> murder is exactly Kelly. Are you into murder? No, <laughs> no. Uh, but uh, as as any one of you um seen like a few entries of the Halloween franchise, or are you not too familiar? With I've it? seen a couple. <laughs> um, no, I'm not a Halloween type of person. Uh, yeah, what about no. you, Kelly? I would probably not be able to sleep for two weeks. Right. So Halloween the movie, or like Halloween the time of of year, like October oh. season. You know, my birthday is like two days before Halloween. Spooky. So my right. birthday, I have mostly always celebrated at like costume parties. Did you see my... You smelled like pumpkin as a baby. That's really fucking annoying. I just want one fucking serious birthday party, guys, and you all come dressed up. Fuck you. <laughs> no one ever called you cutie pie. You just were like pumpkin pie. <laughs> that fucking sucks. The last, the last birthday Stupid party I had. Stupid fucking pumpkin just away all the attention. <laughs> Like the last proper party I had, it was a Halloween party. I dressed up as yeah. the rock. Have you seen that picture? <laughs> as 80s rock. That's funny. I had like blue oh, jeans, so you were white just really sneakers. Buff. And right. I had like this uh, black turtleneck with the chain. I haven't seen this photo. I looked cool as fuck. That sounds <laughs> like I haven't dressed up in such a, a long time. Um, But I think it is really fun if you so just do like this a, was a the theme picture, party. Right? right, right. Oh, she's showing us the picture right now. <laughs> That is actually pretty close. Nice, nice. Solid. Yeah. It was that old school picture, right, of, of The mm. Rock before he was like super buff, which is actually like your cosplay or you know, like your costume. You know, it would have been better if he had been more ripped because uh, I don't know, you guys maybe don't know what Kylie looks like, but she is so ripped that uh, <laughs> she could go head to head with. My my you know, question is Vin because Diesel. you just called it cosplay. What is the the line between dressing up and cosplay? Because well, one you do a, once a year for a specific mm. reason. The other is more of like a hobby. I mean, some people, thing. some people, right? you know, spend an entire year on one outfit for a certain convention and that's the only time they wear it. Right, so yeah. that, well, that, are those cosplayers dressing up? And then you've got some people who will wear the same costume to like four or five different Halloween parties. Are they cosplayers? I want to know the, the line here. We should We should discuss this. This is like discussion of like how many holes are in a straw mm. or something damn this One. is some deep shit you know what i <laughs> yes. i think i know what the distinction could be when you're cosplaying you're recreating a certain character or something like from a movie series anime whatever but for a costume right yeah you're just going like 
I'm a robber. I'm an Eminem. But you, you know. could be cosplaying <laughs> I'm a strawberry. Wait. You Are could. you playing Eminem or D M Ms? You could. You know what? I think that it's just up to the person. If you're a if you're yeah. a robber, you could be dressing up as I don't know Robert De Niro from Heat, or you know if you're dressing up as a police officer, I'm Al Pacino from the 1995 hit classic Heat. Um, you know. It, it, <laughs> This line is too fine. I mean, are we just going to phase out one of these words? (laughs) We went from Halloween Killers to Cosplay. Next topic, hentai. So, any good watches lately? (laughs) No, but this is an important discussion you got to have because Halloween slays. Halloween kills. I mean, I mean, okay. uh, That brings us back to the movie. Yeah, bring it back to the movie. My thoughts uh, just on that trailer (laughs) is there's a lot, like, there is a lot of... uh, Kill, kills in that Showing, trailer. Right? Like he killed a lot of people in that trailer. Oh, um, yep. Does that mean he's going to go on like a massacre? Uh, because there's a lot of people he murdered. They surely haven't shown all of it. Um, but what what I've realized is because they call him the boogeyman. That's Baba Yaga. <laughs> uh, Michael Myers is is literally uh, evil John Wick. Um, except no guns and more slamming no people's heads against the wall. Cause he's like, he's unstoppable, man. Like he's just a beast. Um, so he's literally John Wick, but instead of a hitman, he's a murderer. And Jamie Lee Curtis is slowly and slowly becoming more badass between each film. And at some point she will become the same level as John Wick, but with a knife. So I want to see like six more movies like this until they're both, you know, level 99 woodchopper going against each other. (laughs) (laughs) Right. They should, they should, um, have a match of in classic runescape. Mm. I think Michael Myers would be into that. He would level up all of the stabbing skills if that's a thing. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, they already announced the final chapter to this new trilogy that they... I I, I actually am not too familiar with the whole timeline, but I think the 2018 Halloween, which was just called Halloween, was kind of a soft reboot uh, in a sense. I don't know what exactly it was, but it just continued, I guess, the storyline with Jamie Lee Curtis. And uh, the next one is coming out in 2022 um, and is called Halloween Ends. So, uh, I don't know, for some reason, you 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 know that Jamie Lee Curtis is going to survive mm. this one, as I guess she always does. But, um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, otherwise, I, I don't know. It's retread ground a lot of the times for these horror films. And uh, we talked about that extensively in our Conjuring episode um, a, a few weeks ago. So, if you want to... Uh, here has talked about the current state of horror. I guess I suggest that episode. But let's move on to something very exciting. It's uh, celebrities not dressed up in Halloween costumes or cosplays as furries, but no, they actually animated. So that is very exciting because it's songs we know, it's <laughs> celebrities we know, and then it's Illumination, which we also know, but we kind of don't want to know because their movies are always kind of shitty. But uh, that's what they do, and this is thing too. Did you guys have any thoughts on the trailer for for this movie? I literally don't fucking care. <laughs> <laughs> but what about the music? Like I don't one? fucking care. If I, I want to listen to music, I'll open up Spotify. I don't need uh, animated animals to sing it to me. Right. Thumbs up. That, that, that does make sense, Kelly. I, I don't know <laughs> if, why I've never thought of that. I was just going back to listening. I'm still standing by Anton John and it just had to be a monkey singing it. Otherwise, I could not <laughs> listen to it. The monkey was was so integral to my enjoyment of that. But uh, yeah, uh, it's just going to be a bunch of covers again. They, the first one was really lazy. Illumination is doing the same thing again. People who are into that stuff are going to enjoy it. Uh, I mean, the logline reads, Buster Moon and his friends must persuade reclusive rockstar Clay Calloway to join them for the opening of a new show, which is, that's not a plot. That That is like nothing. But uh, that's going to be the whole film. So if you enjoy that sort of stuff. Uh, Wait, who's the person they're going after? Clay Connell. Oh my God, it's played by Bono. Calloway. Fucking hell. <laughs> this movie, dude. That is so. That's That's funny. Bono's literally just gonna hand him over. Oh, do have a bunch of good musicians? I actually have a question. Like yeah, for right. overall animation, if I dare to say mm-hmm. so myself, I have a feeling like we grew up during the time where animation was at its best. Like we had the old style of Ghibli movies, and we had fucking Ice Age, we had Shrek, <clears throat> we had Incredibles. All of those movies. Yeah. 
And we had like, what else did we have? Nemo, all of that. Wally, that was all our time. Yeah. Do you think? Mid 90s or even early 90s until like. End of the 2000s. The first few years of. Yeah, were mm-hmm. great for animation. And it's been a bit stagnant, uh, apart from, I guess, a bit genre shifting and bending things like Into the Spider-Verse, mm-hmm. which looked really promising. Uh, I just think that Disney is kind of ripe to produce something that is actually kind of original at <laughs> some point because they can't do this. Like, it's going to it's gonna drag out. I know people pay a lot of money for it now, but it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to be a fad like for a lot of people that they just are fed up with being fed again the same um stories that they've already seen as a kid they they can't do that forever so maybe in 30 years we'll get something original again (laughs) (laughs) that would be nice yeah i mean talking about something that is kind of aimed uh for children uh we got the the first and maybe only trailer for clifford the big red dog so i just i just wanted to know if any of you uh watched that show uh when you were kids no, no, and I still no, don't you didn't. fucking care about this I skipped this it too. Either. But Lachlan, it's a big dog and care. it's red. Oh, big red dog. <laughs> I, that is a fair point. See, I I didn't either, but I thought it's like, it's a big dog. Oh my God. <laughs> it's like kind of a interesting. big dog, yeah, sure. It has, it has Jack Whitehall in it. It has to be funny, right? Mm, we should watch it. Wow, funny. It, 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 it's gotta <laughs> be, yeah. Um and then yeah uh, actually actually wait wait, wait 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 quickly God. quickly on wait, wait, right, you got wait something quickly to on add. Clifford the big red yeah. dog yeah <laughs> uh I can't I have to say one thing about it and I really 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 like certain people okay and right. and there's a lot of examples I can give of a certain actor that I quite like or a certain you know celebrity that I quite like that gets brought into a movie that ends up sucking, right? In this case, it's 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 John Cleese, who is f- obviously from uh, the uh, Monty Python series. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see people who I think are quite funny, like like being sellouts like this. This is, I think that's why I got annoyed <laughs> about this. That's all I want to say is like John Cleese, you can do better. You're a funny man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I guess at some point it's just, oh, yeah, give me that check. It's easy money. It's what, what even Robert De Niro has been doing for a while. Exactly. Now. It's like, let's let's get this script that will be great for families and obviously we'll write it for children, but to get their parents in, we'll get someone who was famous in their time, like Robert <laughs> De Niro. That's a great example. What's that one? Um Fighting is it fighting with my uh, fighting with my fighting with grandpa whatever oh, it is war with grandpa I oh think. lord war with grandpa yeah like like that's a kids movie but he's in it and he's only in there probably he doesn't need money but like <laughs> uh, to draw the parents in so that they, they don't have to be bored like it, it <laughs> yeah it's very transparent of what they're doing here and I I guess it is more of that like star centered thing of bringing in big names to uh, bring people into cinema seats and i mean it, it's been working especially when cinemas were open those family movies they would stay in like the top five of highest grossing films for way longer than um like something like conjuring which fell out pretty quickly what with grandpa was like in there for a couple months so i think it, it does make sense why they do it <laughs> it just mm. makes them a fuck ton of money <laughs> for not a lot of effort and then our final trailer we've talked about this movie a bunch it's uh shang ji and the legend of the ten rings we uh, got the first kind of um more plot focused and, and character focused uh trailer uh more than just uh visuals and fighting scenes and um yeah did you guys have any any thoughts on, on that like um uh, do you think the story will be good <laughs> what you've seen it has aquafina in it so it has to be funny right we have to go watch it it's gonna be really good Rhea was so it has funny aquafina in it oh my god <laughs> i'm tired of aquafina i'm so sorry i'm really keen to see them do the mandarin uh right in, instead of uh just a kind of um like a cop-out for that character oh. i was watching crazy rich asians and i thought for once, a good movie, and it's not gonna be ruined by Aquafina. Fifteen minutes in, Aquafina <laughs> walks in. I like two stars gone. That movie sucked. Um, moving on to our stories, which is actually something about Pixar, uh, and 
they recently announced that in 2022, they would go back to bringing Pixar on the big screen. Um, so right around the time that uh, COVID restrictions hit in 2020, in March, um, Onward was supposed to come out, right? Got a short theatrical run um, and then became available to stream on Disney+. Plus. Same thing happened for Soul. It got uh, no theater release and just was released as uh, a non-premiere access. So you just got it for free with Disney+. Plus. Same for uh, the movie we're talking about today, Luca. But um, yeah, starting next year, the first film that is going to be released uh, by Pixar called Turning Red will be a theater release once again and not on Disney+. Plus. So I get actually, we don't know yet. Maybe it is going to be a hybrid still. I highly doubt it though, because Disney does have a lot of reasons to uh, want to go back to a uh, theater exclusive model. Um, but yeah, we're getting that movie actually not too far into the year on March 11th. And then uh, later in June, we'll get uh, Lightyear, a prequel Toy Story uh, story uh, about Buzz Lightyear uh, starring Chris Evans. Um, but yeah, I, do you guys have any thoughts on this? Do you think it, it devalues Pixar films if they if they don't ask you for another 30 bucks to watch it on Disney Plus? I don't really care. I mean, <laughs> what, what, when did they say they're going to bring it back to the city? Um, in 2022 with Turning Red. Okay, cool. Um, uh, I don't think it matters because they wouldn't be able to release it in cinemas over the past, what, two years either anyway. They're not going to get yeah. that funding back. I think making the announcement that they're returning the cinemas is pointless because they're going to, cinemas are still going to exist. I don't think streaming is going to kill going to a cinema because it is still a great experience going there. And I don't think many people have a great mm. setup. There are definitely people who want to see superhero titles at the cinema. And obviously if you release it at the same point in time at home and in the cinema, it gives people the option. It's still going to give revenue to the film. It might ruin a cinema chain. That's unfortunately just what might happen. But in, at this point in time, having it released in cinema would be stupid. Announcing that it's coming back to cinema is obvious. So I, I don't really have any opinion on this. I think it's a it's a pointless announcement because of course they're going to come back to cinemas. Like that, like this, that's where they yeah. that's where they live. Right. Yeah. That makes total sense. Yeah. Um, are, are you uh, looking forward to any of those films, uh, the prequel or Turning Red? Uh, what's Turning Red? Turning Red is... Is it just a, a, a movie about a kid turning red? <laughs> no, it's not about a kid turning red. Uh, the, the logline reads, A confident, dorky, 13-year-old torn between staying her mother's dutiful daughter and the chaos of adolescence. As if... Uh, wait. And as if it changes to... Her interest relationships and body weren't enough. Whenever she gets too excited, which for teenagers practically always, she poofs into a giant red panda. Oh, she actually does turn red. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but that's it. It's, it's from the director what? of, of Bao and uh, cool. from Dom, Dom, Domeshi um, is uh, the name. Yeah, I'll wait for a trailer to come out, but it hasn't really got me that interested. And I, I'm, I don't care about Buzz Lightyear Toy Story prequels, really. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think in that universe we've gotten more than enough movies. We don't need a fifth one. Or right, a negative guess, one. They, That's because it's a prequel. Negative. True, actually. Toy Story Zero or minus one. But yeah. I wish they would just put Toy Story to sleep. They have had they've had so many movies on it already. We don't need more. Like put it put it put it to bed. It's it's good. We have seen enough Toy Story by now. Like it's not going to get any true, better. True, actually, yes. true. Now we want other studios to copy the same formula. Formula, Maybe yoink and twist it. Maybe do it with, I don't know, house animals, uh, pets even. Pets? That's Isn't what you that could call movie? it. Pets. Maybe because it's the secret life of pets. You could even make it a franchise. I don't know. Wait, oh. that's illum Illumination. <laughs> yeah, I know. I that, like, that, that, that's, right if now? something works... <laughs> No, I'm 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 a true true Hollywood mind. I just know what works. So. Yeah. Obviously, I just that was a coincidence. Um, but anyways, let's move on to the new releases. So we skipped last week's episode. Um, so let's go over the films that have released since uh, then and uh, are releasing today. Uh, out now is F Nine, or how I like to call it, F Nine, um, <laughs> the Fast Saga. 
Uh, I already saw this film. There's an embargo in it, so I can't talk about it uh, yet. Although it has been out pretty much, in, uh, yeah, pretty much anywhere in the world. But I guess not in Switzerland. So we gotta wait. Uh, we'll have a full-on episode in a couple of weeks for in two weeks for it actually. So stay tuned. Haha. <laughs> uh, don't tune it too much. They're gonna oh go to God. space. Oh no, wait, that's a spoiler. Uh, who cares? Anyways, that's F9. And um, also out now on Hulu is False Positive, a new A24 film with Piers Brosman. Also out on July 30th, uh, on the day that we are recording, um, a movie that premiered at Sundance in 2020 and uh, I've been anticipating for quite a while. It's Zola, a movie based on a Twitter thread which is really interesting. The logline reads, a waitress agrees to accompany an exotic dancer, her put-upon boyfriend and her mysterious and domineering roommate on a road trip to Florida to seek their fortune at a high-end strip club. So yeah, that looks really fun. Uh, I hope it comes out here where I live pretty soon as well because I do want to see it and it's not coming out yet. But Americans, have fun with this one and tell me how great it is. <laughs> uh, and then releasing um, today on July 2nd, at least in the US and in some international markets, do I seem bitter that things aren't releasing here yet? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Am I bringing it across? But yeah, the, the Forever Perch, uh, the Boss Baby Family Business, um, the Tomorrow War and Fear Street Part 1 are all releasing today. Uh, the Boss Baby 2 will be also available on Peacock. And uh, the Tomorrow War is on Amazon Prime Video. So uh, have a good time watching and uh, let us know uh, what the best things uh, are over on Twitter. Yeah, just reach out to us. We'd always love to hear your opinions on new releases. But uh, let's move on to what we've been watching. Uh, let's start off with you, Kelly. You haven't been on in a while. What have you been up to? What have you been watching? I watch some weird stuff. But of those, those that are uh, like worth mentioning, I watched Corpse Bride, which I think I've seen it as a kid, actually, but I forgot. Um, is that the Among Us player? Ewan. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, is that is that his fiance? His wife? <laughs> That's such a bad joke. I love joke. that Lachlan doesn't get the joke. I hate it so much. <laughs> Lachlan's that's going to be, that's, that's one for the Zoomers, okay? Anyways, uh, Anyways, I watched Corpse Bride. I also saw um, Another Round, um, which was fun, actually. Pretty cool. Um, right. Also went to the cinema with you, watched The Quiet Place 2. And did I mention it last time already? We did, did watch I, that, yes. That I watched uh, Totoro. Did I mention it last time already? I don't remember. I, it's been such a long time. I don't Swear actually remember, but I'd love to hear uh, a bit more of your thoughts on The Quiet Place Part 2, because you didn't get to share it uh, on the episode. I know. Oh, that was that we unfortunate. Um, yeah, what were your thoughts on it? I think my letterbox review actually sums it up pretty well. I said that the movie was a lot like sex to me. Oh, I was scared the whole time. And also I was left quite unsatisfied. Yeah. The movie right. kind of it's fun. It's great. But it and can't you so elaborate on that? Not you know? not on the sex life, but on the movie. <clears throat> yeah. Right, yeah. You know, it, it, it does, ends yeah. so abruptly. It's like a it's like a fun, entertaining movie shit ton of jump scares um but you know at the end of the day and it ends so quickly you're kind of like you're ex you're expecting like another part to it but it just doesn't happen right yeah that's what Lachlan and I were talking about as well yeah but I'm excited for the last mm -hmm. part which whenever that comes out which may come out at some point in the future but yeah a quiet place <laughs> definitely a, a a good film um to come out in theaters this year, one of the stronger ones. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, Lachlan, what have you been up to? Uh, I've been watching a couple of movies here and there, but I'd like to focus mm -hmm. on a singular one because it was probably the most interesting of all of them, uh, and that's uh, Bone Tomahawk. <laughs> have uh, Have you guys heard of Bone Tomahawk? No, but I'm just now seeing that Kurt Russell is a part of it, mm. and I'm like, I'm in. Mm. I want to see that. Uh, good, because... Yeah. Uh, Bone Tomahawk has a pretty cool casting. Kurt Russell, as you saw, uh, Patrick Wilson. It's got Richard Jenkins in it. It's got a, a tight-knit cast. It's quite, quite cool in its, in its concept of uh, four men uh, going across the western frontier to save uh, Patrick Wilson's wife in the movie from mm. a tribe of cannibals. It, it is a... Very simple premise, 
that that kind of keeps you in the entire time. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. it fails to deliver at the end, and that's my short summary of the movie. There, uh, it it really it it goes on for uh, what, what's the runtime on this thing? It's 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 a hundred and thirty minutes long film. You got two hours of these four dudes making their way across the desert, and the last half an hour of the them versus the tribe is kind of lackluster and it doesn't really lead to anything that significant. However, I enjoyed my time watching Arthur, uh, who is Patrick Wilson, his determination to find his wife uh, as he had an injury the entire time. So that, that that's kind of what kept me going, hoping to see something quite yeah. interesting. It it is it is good. I did enjoy myself. Um it has some really gruesome violence in it if you if you like a bit of that. Um mm. and I also think the 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 dialogue writing uh, between the characters is is very natural. At least it's delivered naturally, and that goes towards the actors in that case. But I think the the writing should be uh, noted as well as, as as being really good, or at least decent. right. Yeah, I mean it's from um, S. Craig Zaylor, I think is his name. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he, he's also he, he's done not that many movies, but yeah, he's all done. Of them um, do really have a. Uh, I've a watched following. the the three that I know of. Uh, sorry, I've watched two of the three. Um, mm-hmm. Brawl in Cell Block ninety nine, which has um Vince Vaughn, which I I I rated these movies equally. I'd probably say I had more fun in Bra- uh, Brawl and Cell Block 99, but I found myself more intrigued with uh, Bone Tomahawk. Uh, the last one I've actually yeah. got to watch is um, Dragged Across Concrete, which which has, again, Vince Vaughn and Mel Gibson. So this guy can somehow get some really big A-class actors in his films. But I actually did try watching Dragged Across Concrete um, a few months back, and I just didn't seem to be in the right mindset, and I stopped watching it. But that's his latest, and that's the one I've got to watch. And then I've pretty much seen everything that his uh, that this guy's made, except for that one, except for that one film short. that I can't. Yeah, the short film. Or the Hawk Chicken Penny. Yeah, I don't know. What it I is. don't even know how long that one is. It seems like it, it is not something that anyone has seen. But um, yeah, I, I've yet to see any of his films, but um, I've had them all on my watch list for a while. Uh, I gotta make some time at some point. But yeah. Uh, Thanks, uh, thanks for your recommendation and and your input. And uh, I guess I'll move on to what I've been watching, and I'm, I'm trying to condense it down a bit uh, as well. Uh, so <laughs> he says um, with six as, pages to read from. Listen, <laughs> listen, I got no defense. <laughs> no, that's not. That's not too much. Adjust ourselves to get ready. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, not, I'm involving you. Okay, this is an interactive review. Can I go get a drink? It's, it's a, Can I go get a drink? <laughs> <laughs> I will be just slightly offended, but uh, strap in, guys. Uh, put on your sunscreen and uh, get the bug spray. This is going to be an adventure, right? <laughs> uh, but yeah, let's talk about Spiral from the Book of Saw, which I actually wanted to uh, make Lachlan watch it as well. But then I watched it and was like, I don't want to make him... I don't want to make him go through that because it's not a good movie. It's one of the worst ones in the Saw franchise. It has all the the twists that um, the other movies have, but tries to put its a new spin on it by making a the, uh, jigsaw killer a cop killer, and that is basically the whole gist of the story. Um, they readjust it to be more of a crime thriller. Um, I think it, it does work for people who are really into the gruesome parts of it. The uh, the torture porn is uh, driven to the utmost extreme. Um, we get a lot of like close-up shots of body parts being ripped apart and stuff like that. Stuff melting, people's faces and shit. It is really gruesome. If you're into that, I guess, go ahead. But the story just is not there. And the whole time, Chris... Rock is just screaming at the top of his lungs. I can just see all uh, the the audio guys just like flinching as soon as he was on camera um, because he was in such a different movie than everyone else was and uh, was just basically shouting the whole time. It was basically a comedy. Uh, I think if we if we'd have watched it together, Lachlan, we would have laughed our asses off because it was it was just funny. It was just almost a comedy, and he always, they also got Samuel L. Jackson in it, but. He he isn't in the movie much. Um, he's obviously just a big name to attach to this franchise, and he's not giving a lot, uh, getting a lot of scenes and getting a lot of moments to shine. So um, yeah, it was a bit disappointing. 
And uh, I wanted to see if people kind of felt the same way, not just from the rating, but if they were actually going out and, and seeing um, this movie. And I wanted to compare it to the other kind of spin-off that uh, they recently tried in 2017 with Jigsaw. And it had a mediocre success, grossing 103 million at the box office without getting a sequel. Uh, but now this is a star-powered spin-off. Um, so it got double the budget and made... <laughs> only about a third of the gross from Jigsaw uh, at the box office. So I think it's pretty unlikely that it will be continued because it didn't make them that much money. But I don't know if Chris Rock is really passionate and he just wants to keep it going. <laughs> I just wanted to mention there's a scene uh, early on. There's <laughs> a flashback and everyone is having like fake uh, beards and mustaches on. And it's so obviously fake. It looks like an SNL sketch. And I <laughs> just could not contain myself. I was laugh uh, laughing my ass off. I gave it a 4 out of 10. I think it, it still has that at the end. It, it, it plays the music. That's an... Uh, I, 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 it got me. I can't resist it. As long as it goes... I'm in. Even if it's a dumb twist. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll have a uh, ranked um, list of the entire Saw franchise in the show notes below if you are interested. And um, I'll move on to something equally as gruesome, and that is being a dad. So <laughs> maybe not the best transition oh I've done. Uh, but let's um, talk about fatherhood. This is. Are you are you comparing uh, torn off limbs to poopy diapers? Listen, have you been there when when a baby was born? It is gruesome. That is just. Changing diapers is really hard. I mean, on, on a movie scale, uh, fatherhood does make it out. It does make uh, being a father out to be really, really hard. <laughs> and I mean, it is. <laughs> Raising a kid is, is hard, but uh, it, it, it is a bit weird because I think it doesn't balance um, the tones well of maybe having a bit of comedy in there, but it's not coming from Kevin Hart. It's coming from other comedy actors that are sometimes in his movies as well. Um, so they are there, there for the comedic relief. He's there for serious acting. <laughs> and it doesn't really jive that well. It just doesn't really work. Uh, it's like a jazz melody that just doesn't resolve like ever. Um, and that's basically the whole, whole movie. And uh, it's about him raising a kid. Uh, it's based on a true story. It's like, oh my God, it's based on someone being a single dad raising a kid <laughs> what that happens in the real world yeah it, it was a bit disappointing i think it shows a different side of kevin hart uh but i don't know if i need to see a more serious actor kevin hart the actor uh no the actor and um it was a bit disappointing as well i gave it a four out of ten and then finally, I uh, watched uh, Rolled It Again film club movie, which <laughs> I think for the past few weeks, it's just been me who's been watching these Rolled It Agains. And guys, <laughs> I really encourage you to watch them. They're great movies, especially High and Low. As, as, uh, Kelly, have you ever seen a, a Akira Kurosawa movie? Wait, I think I have. I think you've seen Rashomon, right? Yeah, but I, I can barely remember it. Um. <laughs> it is it is a hard one to to wrap your head around. That is basically also the story of oh, the film. <laughs> I saw like, Throne oh, of How do you blood. remember a story? I've seen Throne of oh, Blood. Oh, you did see Throne of Blood. Yeah. But yeah, add another one to the list of must watches from Akira Kurosawa because High and Low uh, might be next to Ikiru, which is my favorite. Uh, might be his best. It is so phenomenal. The first part, the first uh, third of it is just the perfect masterclass in blocking. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen it better done in a movie. It is so well done the way that um, the camera uses the whole staging of um, the scene to establish character dynamics. It is such a phenomenal film. And it, then in the back end, it becomes more of like a crime thriller. It does that not as aptly and not as perfectly as the part. Um, as the first third of the film, but it is still um, superbly acted by uh, two of um, Japanese cinema's biggest uh, actors, Toshoro Mifune from Seven Samurai, Rashomon, Jojimbu, Sanchuro, Rapier, etc., and Tatsuya Nakadai, uh, who plays the chief inspector. He's also in Seven Samurai and He's the main guy in Harakiri. So uh, go check those movies out. I know they, they are in black and white. They look old, but there's a story that really holds up. There's a reason why these are classics. So, but yeah, our current role that again film is The Fast and the Furious. We recorded a special commentary for that one. So you can go check that one out if you are a first AD on our Patreon. 
And there should also be a video out on our YouTube channel. So go um, check that one out. And uh, every two weeks, we have a new Roll That Again um, movie in our film club. So go check that one out on the Discord. You can just join that uh, following the link in the show notes as well. Um, anyways, <laughs> enough of the chit-chatter about the has-been movies of the past from the 60s. Let's get to a new film. And that is Luca. Luca comes from director Enrico Casaosa and is his uh, directorial debut after he made the Pixar short La Luna and uh, has been received as pretty much every Pixar movie is unless it involves somehow a dinosaur, but <laughs> not the one in Toy Story, the, the one that is supposed to be good. Uh, it's, I guess it's not good. I still haven't seen it. Um, but we get sea monsters here. Two boys experience an un unforgettable Italian summer filled with gelato, pasta, and endless scooter rides. I, I don't think there's endless scooter rides in this movie. I think no. that's kind of misleading. Anyways, uh, but all the fun is threatened by a deeply held secret. They are sea monsters from another world just below the water surface. The movie has been received pretty well. It's uh, currently sitting at a 3.9 rating on Letterboxd, 7.6 on IMDb, and 71 on Metacritic. So, uh, Lachlan, what did you think of Luca? Uh, I enjoyed it. I very much enjoyed it. I thought it was a cute story of a young boy from his perspective uh, learning the ways of the monster world, uh, in quotations, monster world, because obviously the monster world is our world. So I, I, I really do like Pixar because... They have a, a fun way of making us look uh, look in upon ourselves. And, mm -hmm. like, how fucking crazy is the idea of pasta? <laughs> like, it Italians, is. Italians, right? Like, crazy. And, and Vespers and, and, and a treehouse and, and fishing. Uh, nah. Um, yeah, no. Uh, I liked it. I liked it. Yeah, first of all, before I forget this, how fucked up is it that these sea creatures who live in the sea are hunting fish? How well, it's in the name, so why, why else would they? Um, yeah, it is pretty fucked up. Well, wait, what's fucked up? We eat pasta. Care about we, pasta. We, we eat like land sea animals. Creatures? <laughs> sea creatures. Uh, they... I guess it's just part of the ecosystem. Uh, ecosystem. Um, they just seem like they are the more intelligent ones, so... Uh, they farm um, the less intelligent ones, which is actually just like we do above water. I gotta this read is getting, that with This is getting meta. Anyways, I think Luca for a Pixar movie, you know, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be a fun time. I will say it's not anything special or it doesn't stand out to me. It's just kind of there. And you're gonna have a good time nevertheless. You're gonna be happy, right. you're gonna be sad. It's just fun, but nothing special. Yeah, yeah, if you go in expecting um, a fun time, uh, not to be like thinking about existential stuff as if you were watching Soul, then uh, I think you you will you'll have a great time. I think Luca brings kind of the typical eye-catching, vibrant visuals that is expected of Pixar, and uh, the story of like two sea creatures wandering out of their comfort zone as they explore the land above the ground with like childish innocence and they quickly proclaim, pro like proclaim that as long as they are together and explore, everything is going to be all right. Everything will be fine. Like that is, it is like it's such a, a childhood um, a fantasy of like living in the moment. And I think it, it captures that feeling quite well of uh, just living um, and having that like, <laughs> really short-lived dream of like we want to have a vespa and then we're set <laughs> for life it is such a a, a a fun um outlook and obviously a bit gullible uh but then you kind of fall in love with these characters quite uh quickly i'd say that uh like these are intriguing characters but then uh we don't get much from them i'd say overall we don't get a lot of intriguing stuff about uh luca like why does he want to wander um above ground it just seems like he's a curious kid and I guess that's where, uh, like, metaphors come in where people would say, ooh, you know, Kali, you mentioned this, uh, the, the obvious vibes you get from being set in, in Italy, <laughs> two boys, you know, oh, the Lord. call me by your name vibes. Uh, I didn't read into it that much, like, in, in that way, that I saw it that way, but uh, you obviously can. 
It's the PG version, you know. <laughs> it's the PG version, and it's Disney uh, <laughs> led, so they would never go there <laughs> explicitly, of course. Uh, I I just had maybe a more general question that doesn't like. I guess you can tie it back to Luca, but I was wondering what makes a Pixar movie Pixar for for you. It's、and、made by is Pixar. Is this movie maybe a bit? Dude, that's such a base take. Oh my god!、Like. Got him. <laughs> no, I got him. He's not wrong. <laughs> All right, I I guess moving. He's not wrong. I guess I'll hand this off to you, Kelly. Then no, I I meant more in the sense of, do you guys f- feel like this might be a bit less、uh, the Pixar that we are used to? Does it need the, those deep themes that this one just doesn't really have? In my opinion, it's just more of like a a、uh, uh, fun movie that doesn't. Tackle a lot of like deeper themes.、Uh, yeah, what were you guys' thoughts on that? I don't、uh, think a Pixar movie needs themes to be a Pixar movie because at the end of the day, they're not making it based. I, I, I don't think a Pixar movie's themes are gonna make it good or not. I I still really enjoyed this film, even if it doesn't have a deep and meaningful theme behind it. I definitely saw some. Great ideas like this father-daughter relationship between、um, mm-hmm. Julia and 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 her father. There, you know, I I don't I don't necessarily need it to be like oh they've got this you know father-daughter rough relationship theme and then that evolves over time. You can see、yeah. straight away he he cares for her and he's got this tough persona, but deep down he actually does care for not only her but. Obviously, Luca and Alberto. Even if I'm,、um, uh, I don't care about spoilers. I'm just going to spoil it. Even if they are sea monsters, <laughs> which he's a sea monster hunter, right? And and I was like,、mm-hmm. I, 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 that's really that's that that's nice of him. It's like such a like you've got this idea that you know this town is so against sea monsters, and yeah, they are because they've all got pitchforks or at least at least um harpoons and nets and shit to catch the monsters at the end, but. This、yeah. this one character, the the father, which I think was my favorite character because he was so tough and he he lost an arm and that 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 joke where he was like a sea monster ate it and I was I was like oh damn and he goes <laughs> no no I was born like this and some of us are like that and I was like that's a really that's a cute moment it's well executed、mm-hmm. it's not overdone、yeah. it it Luca doesn't seem to have this overall theme and it has I I, I feel like it has a theme of. Discovering and and obviously accepting yourself, because、um, obviously they hide themselves from the mon-、uh, from the humans and things like that. And I guess it might not be a natural、yeah. thing. It might be a natural thing that they do because when they're dry, they they are human, and when they're wet, they're monsters.、Um, but accepting ex- acceptance is, I guess, a big theme.、Uh, but sure, it's、mm-hmm. not as it's not hitting as hard as some other Pixar films. Oh, well, okay, fuck it, fine. The the most、uh, mm. deep and meaningful Pixar film is like Inside Out. Like it's literally about your emotions.、Mm. Like you can't get much deeper than that, other than talking、yeah. about life. Or I mean, like even Soul. Like Soul and and、um, Inside Out are probably their two deepest, darkest, most meaningful movies because they go into emotion. They go into a soul. What 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 makes you alive and things like that. I wouldn't say、mm. Onward. Had the same deep and meaningful themes. Yes, it had themes, which、mm-hmm. I think th- I think Ewan would be attracted to, but it didn't have <laughs> dead parent. It didn't it. didn't have themes. <laughs> Jeez, I had to like go. Yo, dead、um, parent, gang. Yo, dead parent.、Um, yeah, proud. But I mean, I don't watch <laughs> The Incredibles and go, "Oh yeah, family dynamic." Gotta love that. No, I, I um. Yeah. Look, I I like Pixar films because、yeah. they they hit a good. Heartstring, the majority of the time, and I don't, I don't really care about themes with Pixar films. You know, I think bringing up The Incredibles is actually pretty interesting, comparing it to Luca, because I do think that、uh, they they are maybe a bit similar that they don't tackle like deeper themes because one of them is a superhero film, but the family dynamic、uh, there is way more fleshed out than I think it is in Luca, because in Luca it is way more about these moments in between, not really the plot overall,、uh, and. I, we don't get that much in the relationships. I think the deepest relationship we get in the movie is between Alberto and Luca, and we can go into full-on spoilers.、Uh, now we did our short reviews、uh, at the start, so、um, obviously, if you haven't seen it, 
you're probably not listening to us talk about it later on, but just be warned from now on, uh, we'll, we'll talk about spoiler elements, uh, elements uh, of a, child, a children movie. <laughs> I think <laughs> it'll be fine, even if you haven't seen it. But uh, that dynamic uh, that uh, is explored in a way that we have that um, kind of, uh, to me, a bit forced uh, moment towards the end of Act 2 where they fall out, like, as you'd expect. Um, like, we get those beats from that relationship, but other than a nice moment at the end where uh, what what Kelly, what I cut out earlier, when, when Kelly uh, already mentioned at the end with the train, uh, we don't get that many moments between them uh, that I felt like, oh, this is this is something that I really connect to. Uh, it, it, I don't know. It felt really light. But it, it, I mean, it's fine. Um, it's just not really I'd, um, my cup of tea. I like it to be deep. I'd say comparing the themes of a family relationship, or at least, at least Luca's family relationship to a movie literally about family relationships because it revolves around four characters, a mother, father, son and a daughter, and I guess a child as well, Jack-Jack, um, in comparison mm-hmm. to, to Luca, which isn't about his family. It's about him discovering this outside world with Alberto. And I guess it does have obviously right. family aspects to it, like uh, Alberto's father being non-existent and him hiding the fact of that. And I guess Luca's overprotective parents, they're not the central idea. They're just like a B storyline to the main A storyline, which the main A storyline mm. in The Incredibles is their family dynamic. Like the first one is obviously them arguing and them not accepting them as superheroes and then hiding the fact and then they full on go into it. And then obviously Incredibles 2 being more due to the fact like the relationship between Elastigirl separating from the family dynamic. So comparing it to Incredibles yeah, yeah. Is, is, is like an extreme in my opinion. Um, but I, I would have to agree that in the sense that Luca doesn't have a, a core idea, like, like they do have that family dynamic going on in the B storyline. And the, I, I do agree that that like a separation in act two or the separation of Luca and Alberto felt very, very forced. Like there wasn't really any kind of, they, they didn't really show it. And it's just all of a sudden, Alberto gave like a side eye when he got asked to come do some fishing and and then the next scene they're arguing and then overtaking the bike and then crashing and arguing at the beach and then reveal. So it all seemed to separate really quickly and then they all seemed to came back really, really uh, uh, like straight away. Like he apologizes. Um, I don't know. I, I, I guess a sidebar for that it would be to play devil's advocate is that I guess they set up uh, Alberto's character as someone who needs other people to believe his stuff. Uh, mm. And the more that Luca moves away from it, and I guess it's not just like the relationship between Julia and, and Luca. It's more of like uh, Luca finding his own foot in the world. It just uh, means for Alberto, if someone's not like almost codependent on him, that he won't spend time with him because he, he lacks that like uh, better self-image of himself because his parent kind of left him by himself which like that is that is i i wish that was even explored a bit more but i think on the side it's also really nice to uh keep it light but have that theme on the side it, it, i guess it is something that, that pixar is pretty good at balancing mm. that we can have we can have a lot of laughs we can also maybe shed a few tears even in a movie like this um and it's just a general good time uh, I, I guess there was a difference between the two parenting styles we got Albertos, which are kind of just absent, and um, Lucas' parents, who are overprotective. So, what did you guys think of the uh, the B plot of the parents kind of looking for Luca? I'm um, Luca for Luca. It was really cute to see the grandma like next to the overprotective parents. Like, yeah, I go there every weekend. I go play cards against this against this guy. It's not that bad. Blah blah blah. And the parents just freaking out. No, you can't go there. You can't. That was. I think the grandma was one of my highlights. I was like expecting for her to pop up as a person. Right to have a movie. big moment as well. Yeah. Kind of like giving giving him the call me by your name speech at the end. Like, <laughs> it's fine, Luca. <laughs> I guess maybe maybe let's talk about that. Uh, you can see obvious influences. Uh, the director talked about it as well, that he's a big fan of Studio Ghibli stuff. The obvious uh, most a uh, glaring comparison would be Ponyo from Hayao Miyazaki. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Um, it's that. It's also about a sea creature called Ponyo who 
uh, meets a little like five-year-old boy. So they're a bit younger. It's a bit more childish, but it also has a really interesting visual style, like very different from the rest of Miyazaki's work. Uh, but yeah, that one's uh, the one. And then I guess Call Me By Your Name is just the vibe you get from it. The, the visuals and like, uh, I guess the queer undertones that you could read into it. I didn't see that much. It's a children's uh, movie. Again, though. it felt just more like a friendship. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I don't have any affiliation with Call Me By Your Name with this movie. Yeah, I, I didn't either. Like, see, Despite I, the setting, I guess. I see undertones or like similarities, but I'm not going to compare gay romance to children we can keep those worlds separate it's just the fact that it's southern italy <laughs> with the trains with with the sea with two guys two yeah. yeah i think you could you could read the end moment where they like kind of crash and then they reveal themselves and more people in the crowd uh should reveal themselves mm. as as sea creatures as sea monsters you could read that as like a, a queer metaphor of like people <laughs> not being ready to out themselves uh, mm-hmm. unless other people do it first right so it's like accepted already but that's just a metaphor that you can read i don't know if that was like really intended it's just it's, it's just is about acceptance overall yeah. it doesn't just uh that it doesn't need to stop at the point of oh like end at lgbtq plus uh things um but i mean i like that if a, if a young kid who who is trans or is like queer overall uh see this this movie and then um feels like oh i can I can be myself. It's, yeah. it's a nice, nice thing to have. It's you know? okay to be. Uh, so that's always great to have um, that. There's also <laughs> the, the director talked about. It. I read a few interviews and he talked about uh, that uh, this whole thing was inspired by his own childhood. And uh, he had a friend called Alberto himself. He just changed the name. He didn't want to uh, actually name the same character Luca. Uh, <laughs> uh, he didn't want to uh, name the lead character after himself. So. To answer your question that you probably are having, Lachlan, uh, right now, no, he wasn't a sea creature. Mm. He was an actual man, but he he is Italian. Are you sure about that? I guess I can see if Mark Zuckerberg is among us. Uh, we can never confirm what kind of creature acting people are. sus. Yeah, <laughs> he's acting. I said among us. I didn't even connect them. <laughs> yes, uh, but um, so. I think one character that I want to highlight again, uh, luckily you brought him already, uh, you brought him up already, was Julia's dad. <laughs> I, um, I, I wanted to add just before, because uh, obviously you talk about like the, the two parenting styles, I'd say there'd be three mm. parenting styles here, the non-existent, the overprotective, and the loving but not a helicopter parent, which is um, Julia's dad being the... Like the self-sufficient one, yeah, I'd yeah. say. Right? Um, Maybe. He seems like a tough guy, but... He's really probably the the sweetest person in that entire town, um, just because he he his entire. I, I guess I'm looking too much deep. I, I'm looking deeper into this, and I really need to because <laughs> it's a kids' movie. But his entire job, I guess, revolves around trying to get Julia to this school because it seems like it's not cheap. And then he's also got to support himself and housing and do this business. And she also wants to do this cup, so. It seems like his entire world is his daughter and that's quite adorable. Whilst mm. obviously Alberto's father didn't see the same thing. And I would say it's the same with Luca where the parents, or at least the mother at least, because um, I really wanted to see that crab competition that his dad was entering because um, <laughs> that seems to be his entire world. But but Luca's mother, obviously her entire world is, is almost Luca, obviously to a different extent where She's a helicopter parent. So um, mm. I, I I really did enjoy, um, what was his name? Uh, Massa, Massimo? Massimo something. Was, was yeah. The dad? Uh, yeah. I don't know. I haven't looked it up. I just Already. wrote him down as Julia's dad. Um, but yeah, no, I, 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 enjoyed, right. I enjoyed that character quite a bit. Yeah, well. it was great. And I guess the last character I wanted to touch on was the antagonist, because Oof. that's maybe where I have the biggest qualms with the movie, where, where uh, the biggest it is flawed uh quite a bit more is with erco what's his name ercole Vosconti, the guy who's just uh the impersonation of of bad i i just thought that he was uh he he, he was just a bit boring <laughs> like there, there were a few scenes of the parents where i thought i don't know we could just not see those scenes and it would be pretty much the same movie 
and it was a lot of the stuff that that was like uh forced with the antagonist that was just like such a bad guy through and through um almost comically um evil and i i guess it works for the story but it just feels weird to have like a a a grown man (laughs) competing in this Mm -hmm. and being the antagonist of the story it is so bizarre in the sense that like I don't know, the parents wouldn't just be like, what the fuck are you doing, man? You're being fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, so I wasn't a big fan of, of that side of the story. And um, I guess in the, the, the big and very highly acclaimed library of Pixar, uh, where would you where would just kind of rank if you, I don't know, get to split it into three groups of like top tier, middle tier and bottom tier? Uh, where would Luca rank for you amongst Pixar films? Yeah. I can confidently say it goes into the middle tier. I would say it would be in the top. It would be in the top for you? Yeah, it's a top for me. Interesting. And Mm. uh, wait, could you give us your rating with that as well, of the movie? Uh, uh, Well, I gave the movie a three and a half stars out of five on Letterboxd. Originally, it was a four. um, But uh, again... There was a part of it that, that that felt like it was missing that would have made this whole kind of movie a bit tighter and a bit uh a bit a bit I I guess the, it felt like it was a very like it wasn't a it was a short film I mean it was only ninety minutes or so it's like only an hour and a half essentially mm-hmm. um an hour and fifteen minutes if you count like the twenty minutes of credits or whatever but it felt like it had a lot of direction but didn't have a focus. So I, I, I kind of brought it back half a star just by not being a dense, you know, uh, mm. it, it, it's not a clusterfuck of ideas and, 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 and it goes nowhere. But there was a lot of things that, again, it, if I have to summarize it and simplify it and you and get editors to make it make me sound a bit more intelligent, but um, it loses half a star for not showing me the crab competition. <laughs> right. Setting that shit up and then or not letting me see the actual dolphin impression that's real like, you know, award winning, but you know, that that's what it loses half the star for. Uh, mm, fucking blue ball to crabs. Blue ball Which to I guess, crabs. No, yeah, not, not gonna not gonna go to I, I hate myself for, for thinking that. I'm not gonna put this into the podcast, but uh ends up going in there anyway. <laughs> when when mm. no, it's not. It's not it's definitely not gonna be there. But as soon as you said tight and like something with sea creatures, for some reason my mind went to the mermaid pussy in oh my God. the lighthouse. <laughs> that was the first <laughs> the first part I had, which is which is terrible because we're still talking about a kids movie. Uh, but yeah, uh, so Kelly, what what's your take on this? So I said I will put it in the middle tier. I give it a six out of ten, just because it's it's not horrible, but to me it's mm-hmm. just not amazing. That's right. Yeah. It. And and I guess I'll I'll run it out to have a representation in all team tiers. I I do think for me it would be more uh in in the bottom tier of Pixar movies. Of course, it's still above um the cast films for mm-hmm. me, which I have not liked a single <laughs> one of them. Like there's some there's some movies that I general uh, genuinely don't like that Pixar has made. I don't think this is a a, a bad animated movie. I don't think it's a bad Pixar movie. It is just um uh, like comparing it to the other ones. I think it would just kind of drop some place in uh low middle or, or high uh lowest tier for me and i gave it a five out of ten maybe that is a bit low <laughs> for a lot of people who really seem to enjoy it quite a bit and um i think it, it is a great movie to put on and just have a good time with and that is generally just what pixar is but anyways that brings us to the end of today's show um next week we'll review the new mcu film black widow so stay tuned uh for that uh in the meantime you can join our public discord for film raffles and a film club you can also follow us on youtube i also have a highlights channel on youtube where you can get the separate reviews uploaded on there as an audio only file and we have some clips uh some shorter clips from the show and we also uh just started a our main channel, which will have some uh, new original and exciting content. So um, subscribe over there, leave us a like and watch the video. It helps us out a lot. Maybe uh, let's grow the channel <laughs> pretty quickly. That would be great. And you can also support us on Patreon for just one buck a month. You can become a PA. You get our monthly bonus show, Drumcast. 
And on the higher tiers, you also get full movie commentaries. There's a lot of other perks you can go check out if you are interested in that. You can follow us on our socials. On Twitter, we're set underscore quiet. On Instagram, quiet on set podcast. And on Letterboxd, quiet on set. All of our personal socials are linked below in the show notes. And that's it for this week. Uh, do you guys have anything else to add? I'll take that as a no. Uh, and uh, uh, we'll see sorry, you I'm trying to think of something week. funny, but Me I literally too. have nothing funny to say. <laughs> So wait, wait. What was the movie we talked about today again? Luca. Luca, both on these notes. <laughs> right. <laughs> I actually had a good fun. pun, and you ignored it. Mm. Oh, you had a good pun. All right, yeah. Kelly, shoot it, shoot it. I said it was right, impossible to think of a joke in that moment, so we failed. You didn't hear oh, it. Oh, I thought you? you were just gonna say eyes. Uh, no. I thought you were going to make a like an Italian joke. Like it was oh, impossible. I can't think of anything. Pizza pasta, let's go. <laughs> Santa mozzarella. <laughs> Alright, anyways, uh we'll talk to you again next week. Bye. Bye.